take your medication and stay out of the hospital. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Stephen Clark. Not surprisingly, studies show that better medication compliance, getting medication filled promptly and taking it as prescribed, is associated with reduced 30-day hospital readmission rates. Conversely, those patients who don't follow medication plans have more than a two and a half times greater chance of being readmitted to the hospital within a month. This is particularly true among patients who suffer from certain conditions like cardiovascular disease. With me today to discuss this is Dr. Ruth Cassidy, Senior Vice President of Clinical Support Services and Chief Pharmacy Officer at SBH Health System. Welcome, Dr. Cassidy. Good afternoon, thank you. So, so, so let's start out. Um, from your perspective, how big a problem is medication management or lack of medication compliance? Uh, it's quite large. Uh, the statistics you just gave, uh, you know, are part of the truth of why I think that medication management is is a concern. Many people wind up back in the ED just for the fact that they just don't take their medications, and there's several reasons right. for that. Is it is it mostly older people who have this issue? You know, people oh. maybe because of. A memory issues or um, because they're taking so many medications that tend to be most at risk? Well, I, they are certainly more vulnerable. They are certainly more at risk, but they are not the only ones who do not take medications. A lot of people don't take medications either. They forget. Uh, you know, I can forget even just taking vitamins. Uh, you know, you just don't take it every day. You forget. And also there's the cost of medications. Some medications are very costly. And so they're given a prescription. They go to the pharmacy to fill it. They find out the cost and they say, oh, forget it. I'm not taking that. Uh, and that's also a problem for the elderly, right? They're on a limited income and they just can't afford the medication. So they'll, they won't take it every day. They'll cut them in half. They'll take it every other day. So there's a lot of, a lot of compounding factors that, that kind of come into play. I guess also there's certain myths about taking medication, like if it worked for my friend, I can take it. Or, you know, if I take two today, I'll make up for not taking it yesterday. Well, there is definitely that? issues with how to take and compliance issues for sure. Uh, one, you should never take somebody else's medication because, you know, medications are prescribed with the patient's health in mind. So that's always very risky. Uh, the other thing is that, you know, they feel that they may have a medication that's been sitting in their uh, closet or pillbox for a long time, and they can continue to take it forever. Now, there are expiration dates on medications, and they don't often know what they are. And so they could be taking medications that are expired, thinking that they're perfectly fine. I, I know, you know, seniors are not the only ones who have issues with medication management, but if you're um, a caregiver to an elderly parent, what can you do to make it easier for them? Uh, there's a couple of things. One, you need to be very intricately involved for that person, right? You need anytime that they're getting medication, that person should probably be there uh, speaking to the care person. So, you, you know, the licensed independent practitioner, whether it's a nurse practitioner or physician, so that they hear everything and they understand because with elderly you may have to repeat why they're taking it very often. The other thing that we do now is uh, co-mingling, they call it, packaging. And so 
elderly, for one, take just a laundry list sometimes of medication, unfortunately. And that's also something that has to be looked at by the pharmacist. But once that regimen is actually hard-coded and we know exactly what they should be taking, we can package it in such a way that all their medications are together to be taken in the morning and then all commingled together for the afternoon and the same for the evening. So they know exactly what to take and that makes it easier for them as well. So I, I guess hospitals like St. Barnabas Hospital um, have a big part, a big part in making sure that people at least leave the hospital with some idea of what they should be taking, right? Well, that's one of our biggest initiatives and one of the largest reasons why this pharmacy and pharmacies within a hospital are so important. Uh, since the number one reason for patients coming back into the hospital is that they don't take them. If we have a program in place, which we do, we call it the meds to beds program, is in place, these individuals then have the medications in their hand. Pharmacists can come up to them and explain to them why it's important that they take the medication. And you can deal with all the issues that they have. So if the cost was too much, we can take that back and say, okay, here's some other options to the physicians to say, you know what, this particular medication is, is very expensive, but we have another alternative that's much less costly to the, to the individual. The other thing is we, because we're an indigent population and we serve an indigent population, we're a safety net hospital. And so we can get medications at a very, very reduced cost and we can pass along those savings to our patients. So we already started talking about it briefly. Tell me more about this outpatient pharmacy that was built, uh, what, about six months ago, or opened six months ago at the hospital. Yeah. So uh very happy to have it finally opened. It, it did slow us down. COVID slowed us down because of construction and things like that. So it did open in January. And since January, we're only open now uh, six months. We have seen just a dramatic increase in number of prescriptions that we are filling in, and we see the benefit. So where before uh, with the meds to beds program, we could only do say 10% because we were dealing with a lot of the outpatient pharmacies and locally in the area. Uh, we've seen it go up to 50%, 55% on the units where almost 60% of our patients are choosing the pharmacy and having the medications in their hand before they go home. Now, so you may ask why uh, are some of the patients not? I think that's an education for us uh, to meet with some of these patients and we're starting to do that. They don't realize that we will deliver. They don't realize that uh, we can mail if they want to them and they don't realize that that the the benefits that having the pharmacy here and the continuity of care that we provide because we have their medical record at our fingertips we know exactly what the doctors were thinking uh, we know what medications are going to work best and again if they have problems we can resolve those easily so that they don't have any issues before they go home or after they go home i i know one of the concerns uh, when a patient leaves the hospital with new prescriptions for medication is they may have been taking a lot of other medications as well. So I would assume that before they leave, someone educates them on how this new medication or new medications fits into their home medication regimen, right? Exactly. And actually that happens quite often. So they have they come in with their list of medications and for a number of reasons when you're in the hospital, sometimes it's we have a formulary here and so they are switched off of what they currently take to something that's 
similar, but not exactly the same medication, but does, you know, works exact. So it's therapeutically equivalent. That has to be when they get to discharge, that has to be reversed, right? So you have to remember because you have that list what they're taking at home and they have those medications at home. So you don't want to give them another prescription that's therapeutically equivalent because what they wind up doing is taking the two medications when they get home. So yes, that's another thing. We have that. We know their record. We know what they're taking at home and we can tell them, look, either you, you can stop what you're taking at home or finish it and then we'll fill this prescription uh, if it's less costly or if it's a slightly different medication. Or we can say, you know what, you don't need to take this medication that you were taking in the hospital any longer and you can just go back to taking the medication you were taking at home. Is it fair to say that many, like you mentioned earlier, people don't take medication because they're concerned about the cost. Um, does the hospital like St. Barnabas offer programs or at least educate patients where they can get medication at a more affordable price? So I alluded to that uh, a little while ago. It's called a 340B program. And so, yes, because we are a safety net hospital, we are part of a program where we can purchase medications at an extremely reduced cost. And we are able to then pass that savings off to our patients. So, yes, uh, we can have medications much to you know that are much much more less expensive than what patients could receive outside the new pharmacy in the hospital is also avail available for outpatients as well right oh absolutely uh so the thing is right now the location of of the pharmacy is past the lobby so it's not it doesn't have a window front so people may not see it but it's absolutely, it's the same as any other pharmacy you would see in the community. Uh, you can, any pa a patient uh, or someone off the street could walk in and fill their prescription. So all our employees can have their prescriptions filled there uh, and any patient can have their prescription filled there. And also you can, uh, as you mentioned, they, you'll deliver prescriptions as well expeditiously. Yes, we actually uh, teamed up we, with a partner that that does delivery. It's kind of like it's not Uber. It's uh, Uber like, I guess, uh, but they are very proficient at delivering. They come here often every day to pick up those prescriptions and deliver it to the patient. And in fact, they can download an app and follow where that prescription is in its uh, route to them. So they kn would know when it's arriving and then they sign for it when once they receive it. Are over-the-counter products also available in the pharmacy? Absolutely. Uh, we can, the same as any outpatient pharmacy, we can order any outpatient over-the-counter uh, prescription medication that, that a patient needs. Now tell me, you're also opening up a specialty pharmacy across the street on 3rd Avenue in the Bronx. Uh, what's the reasons for that and what is that going to offer? So we just mentioned that the this particular pharmacy, one of the reasons is that it's it's within the four walls of the hospital, and so it's not often seen. What the new pharmacy will allow is a storefront, right? So people will see it, and it'll be right off the street. So patients within the community that maybe haven't come into the hospital will see that that 
pharmacy is available to them. So that's one reason. The second is related to specialty meds. And what I mean by that is some medications have a very restricted distribution and only certain pharmacies that are considered specialty pharmacies and they have a special URAC accreditation can fill those medications. So we will be applying for the URAC accreditation for that specialty pharmacy so that we can also fill those very limited. They're usually very expensive rheumatoid arthritis medications, some oncology medications uh, that cannot be filled by just any community pharmacy. They have to have this URAC accreditation. So we will have that. The third is it'll be much larger. Uh, it'll have a lot more clinical support. So right now we have clinical pharmacists who, if there are questions about medications, they are right there to help. Now they'll be visible. So you'll be able to meet with those pharmacists if you have any clinical concerns. And the clinical pharmacists will follow up with those patients to make sure that they're taking the medications, if they have any issues with the medications, that those issues are addressed. Well, what is the time frame? When is that going to open? So we've already started. We've received, you know, we have all the drawings for construction. We're hoping that by the end of the year that will be up and running. Okay. Uh, in general, I, I know, you know, people either if they've been in the hospital um, or whether they're outpatients, they always have questions about their medication. And they say, well, I'll call the doctor, but they're a little afraid to call the doctor. They may not get an answer. Can they call a pharmacist? Absolutely. And, and honestly, the pharmacist is the best person for them to call because they're the ones that are most knowledgeable about medications and they're the most knowledgeable about their entire regimen. Sometimes when you go to, it could be a primary care, but sometimes you go to a specialty physician, you may be going to a cardiologist and he doesn't have your full regimen and, and the full scope of the medications that you're on. The pharmacist has that information and can actually speak to not only that medication, but all the medications that you're on. So that's why, again, in the specialty pharmacy, that clinical pharmacist will be readily available as well. You can ask the pharmacist right now in the current pharmacy, just these clinical pharmacists will be uh, right there to, to answer questions at, at any point. Okay, uh, with, with the pharmacy that is now open within the walls of the hospital, is there a phone number that people could call to, yes. uh, to, get, to fill their prescriptions? Yes, uh, so that number is 718-960-3170. There's also an email uh, because some people, you know, are more savvy with email, and that would be OPD Pharmacy, all one, no, no dots or anything in between at S as in Sam, B as in Boy, H as in Harry, NY.org. Okay, great. Let me give you that that phone number one more time: seven one eight nine six zero three one seven two. Uh, Dr. Cassidy, thank you for spending some time with us today. And, uh, and to our listeners, thank you for joining us. For more information on services available at SBH Health System, visit www.sbhny.org. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for having me.